0: Hey, it's Kathy with Rock Your Retirement, and as promised, today's Friday, and so you'll be getting to listen to Henry Shapiro's Retired Excited. I know you're just going to love this as much as I do. And don't forget, you can still listen to Rock Your Retirement, where I'm the host, and those shows are
1: released on Mondays.
0: Welcome to the Retired Excited Podcast. Retired Excited, the show where we give retired and want-to-be-retired folk a look at how great retired life can be. Here we talk to men and women who are happily retired and loving their life. Together, we will delve into what retired happiness really looks like and how anyone can achieve it. Here is your host, Henry Shapiro.
1: Hey folks, Henry here at Retired Excited. The show providing inspiration for people who are nearly retired, newly retired, or say they're never going to retire. Here we talk to retired people doing things that make them happy. Things from stamp collecting to cruising, from dancing to touring the world on a motorbike. We talk to everyday retired people who are living the life they want, and we talk to a few professionals to get expert advice. And I chip in with some of my own experiences. Welcome everybody to episode number 18 of Retired Excited. Today we're going to be talking caravans with a man who is fiercely independent. His name is Rod Holt and together with his wife Tina, they purchased a caravan when he retired and travelled to most parts of Australia. In fact, in a week or so he's going to go over to Perth and that'll complete all the states for him. He's really excited about that. Now he and I are about the same age and he has led in his early life an alternative lifestyle. No, he wasn't a hippie, but he just chose a different path than most people and his story is really interesting. So listen out for that. He decided when he was going to retire and from the day he selected, he never worked again for money after that. Bought himself a caravan and here we're going to talk about how he went about that, how he chose the van, where he keeps the van where he stays when he goes caravanning and why he stays in those places, the people that he's met, the places that he's gone, and the pleasures and the freedom of the open road. That's what's really important to him. So as you listen, just think about your own situation and how all these issues might be resolved in your case. Afternoon, Rod. How are you? Good, thanks. Now, I always start out by asking people where we are. Can you describe where we are? Not your exact address, but just where we are. We're in a place called Narry Warren in uh, Melbourne. Am I right in saying you're a retired person? I am retired. How long have you been retired? Four years. And what were you doing? What were you doing before you retired?
0: I was just a humble fencing contractor before I retired, but I've done pretty well most
1: everything. And so were you working for yourself? Yep. Yep. One man show. So could you see retirement in front of you? How, how, just tell me how that happened.
0: Well, I've been working towards retirement since I was 14. Yeah. I'm a pretty independent sort of person. I like to be on my own. I like to do things my way. I like to do able to um, do things when I want to do it. When I went through life, like at school, when I first went to school, it wasn't a good idea because you had to everybody tell you what to do, or how to do it.
1: Not very good with structures and with regulations and that sort of
0: stuff. Standard yes. uh, ways of life, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I didn't go to school a lot. I used to miss a lot of school, but. Um, then about 14, I went to the workforce, and after being in the, in the workforce for a little while, it didn't really appeal to me either. You had to go to work.
1: Me either. At that time, go home
0: mm-hmm. and everything like that. So I, I lived a pretty good life. I used to go everywhere, work work a few – I worked two jobs for six months. You wouldn't see me for six or 12 months, okay. sort of things like that. Yeah. And then when I met my wife, of course, that changed. I got married. We started to have children. I got a job every day I went to work. But I said to myself, this is not going to last forever. And so I was really looking for retirement from early in life. Not retirement in the sense of just sit back and do nothing, but to do what I want to do and live the way I want to live and and going to work wasn't really the thing.
1: So in the few years before you retired, you're a fencing contractor? 20 years. That's more than a few years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Must have been successful.
0: Yeah, well, once again, I didn't work every day of the week. I worked, uh, I averaged, 20 years, I averaged three to four days, three days a week. And uh, I used to be able to go to work when
1: I wanted. I could move jobs around and everything. It was just my lifestyle. So as you're coming up, say, two or three years before retirement, were you looking forward to retiring? Actually, I was. I
0: was 64 when I retired. So the work was getting pretty heavy. And the body was starting to break down a bit from that point of view. I, I, I was looking forward to retirement. But the fact is, too, I was looking for retirement because I wanted to do something different. But well, when I retired,
1: I retired. I did no work, part-time, no, no, nothing, yeah, nothing paid. Was there a, an event or something you said, okay, today I retire, or did you just run out of jobs? Or What was the catalyst that said, yeah, right, there, this is enough?
0: There was plenty of work. I came home from work one day and I said to my wife, if someone rings up for a job, tell <laughs> them to call someone who cares. Okay. From so that day, I said, I am not working from here on. I am now retired. Right. And I, okay. never, I never went back to work that after that day.
1: Now, I know that you've been doing a couple of things since you retired, but the one that I'm interested in is caravanning. Did you own a caravan at that time?
0: No. I bought a caravan about, it might have been nearly a year after I retired. We bought, we bought a caravan. We decided, well, we're going to do a little bit of things a little bit different. Because I used to take the grandkids camping. I went in the tent a couple of times, but it just wasn't quite right for me. So right. I thought, I'll get the caravan and they can have the tent. And so we went we were a couple of weekends away with them. While we'd done a lot of short trips was to get used to things, to be able to organize things in a caravan. Because, you know, living in a caravan is, doesn't just come naturally, yeah. like, especially you're used to living in a house. And all of a sudden now you're in a caravan and you've got to sort of live a little bit differently because my wife likes to be organized. And
1: so you've got to cater for that. I'm interested in how people lead into Caravan. Am I right in saying you decided, let's get a Caravan, then we'll be able to go away? Is that, yeah? So then, once you've made that decision, tell me what you did there. What criteria were you looking for? Or how did you select a van?
0: Well, initially, I wanted a small van because I didn't want to be pulling a big van. And also, I initially was going to pull it behind my Camry. Right. So it couldn't be too big either. So we looked at, at that area. Caravan we bought
1: suited that Camry, but what 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 van was it? Tell us, it's an Olympic. You pulled that with a, a Camry, Camry. Okay, how I big is it? it? It's really 15 foot, so it must be very
0: light. Yeah, it weighs 750 kg. Yeah, but the only thing is, you've got your annex, you've got a lot of you know, deck chairs, other things you take, they're in the booth and on the back seat of your car. I didn't like that, so I bought myself a uh, ex Telstra van, felt and with a nice canopy on, nice aluminium back on it. Mm-hmm. so if could set everything out nice you're, you're cooking utensils your chairs and annex and everything just set it out nicely so when you pull up everything's
1: right there where you want it so am I right in saying it's a ute there's two seats but then you've got the gear in the back you're comfortable and it's got plenty of power to be able to pull the van open. you
0: know as you know a falcon can pull two and a half tons so yes. it's quite easy to pull it yes, and yes. you don't even know you've got it. but having these short trips away we're able to really get things you know how we should organise things so that when we get to a Go out, go away. Each day, you, if you're going to move on,
1: you've got everything organised. So the selection of the van had to do initially with the Camry, finding something that uh, you could tow. How many beds or berths has it got in the van? It's two berths. Yep, two single beds. Two single beds. <laughs> <Yeah>. This <laughs> is
0: the first <laughs> time we've slept in single beds. We've been married fifty years now, this is, this was the first time we ever slept in single beds. And did you do that purposely? No, it was the way the car- it was the caravan that we got. It was yeah. set out. It had it's just for two people. And that's all we wanted because I remember when the grand, when I bought it. The grandkids come over and said, "Hey, Pop, where's my bed?" And I said, "Well, it's out the Alton mechanics. That's the best <laughs> place you're going to get." So we had a no.
1: It's just for two of us. So you dragged um, it around with the Camry initially, and then didn't like the all the gear in the car, so bought yeah. the the. With, with this car, it pulls it so
0: easy. You don't know you got it there. You, yeah. you travel just normally if you're traveling without a caravan, basically, yeah. and that's that's what we like about. It. There's no pressure. You can just put the caravan on. And we leave the caravan all decked out with, you know, cutlery and all stuff around it. All we got to do is put our clothes and food in and off. And you're gone. And yeah. we can do that whether it's one day, two days, a week, a month, three months.
1: An issue for people who are looking at buying a, a van is where to keep the darn thing in between time. So where do you keep yours? Well,
0: that's interesting. You should ask me that because I've, I've, got, I've got to live in a house that's got one gar- a double garage, which the caravan won't fit in. Yeah. So. so I only have one place on the other side because there's no access really by a car or anything into my backyard. So on the other side of my house, there's just enough room and it just fitted. I was <laughs> oh, lucky. So I you keep it, down it before, the s- but it just fitted. You keep it down the side of the house. Yep, and, and it's it, uh, is it safe from the rain? I've got a cover that goes over it,
1: like a canvas cover. Yeah, but I can pull it in and out on my own. Okay, so you keep it down the side. You keep it ready to go. You've when you come back, you clean it. Reload all the stuff, deck chairs and whatever. And, uh, well, we just empty the way. stuff out, the yeah. food,
0: stuff and everything, and clothes, that's all we take out and clean it. Yep. Everything else stays in there. Everything in there that everything. stays in it. And the back of this car that I've got, this ute, everything stays in there. So all I've got to do is nothing gets taken out and put in the shed. All i got to do is put food, clothes in, and go.
1: You initially did little short trips to get used to it. Yeah, And then you start doing longer trips, and I know that you're going away. We'll talk about that in a second. You're going away for a couple of months shortly. Let me ask you about the short trips. Are you the sort of person who, like on Monday, thinks, let's get away this weekend, or do you plan it out in advance?
0: No, sometimes it's just like that. Let's go next week. Right. Because uh, we can go anywhere. not just have to be a weekend. It can be any time. Because we, a lot of times we stay in a caravan park, and the off-season, they're empty. A lot of times it's just us in the caravan park. Right, yes. And that suits me. We've never gone... We never go where there's a lot of caravans. The first time I struck a lot of people in caravan parks, and you're not going to understand this, I went all the way up the coast to Townsville, Gosh. from Melbourne to Townsville, beautiful caravan parks. No, hardly anybody in them. I went inland across to Charters Towers and started out back Queensland. And here you go into a caravan park at, say, 4 o'clock. I put into a caravan park, be empty. Yes. By 6 o'clock, you couldn't put a pin between us. All the grey nomads, they're all out back. <laughs> like you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one along the coast. They're all out back, Queensland and New South Wales. Isn't that miles. amazing? It's just unbelievable. And that was the first time I ever come across crowded
1: caravan Caravan As I said, you're now going away for a couple of months. Have you been planning this for a long time?
0: Yeah, I've always been. I've been to every state in Australia,
1: mm-hmm.
0: bar Western Australia. This is going across to Perth. Across the Nullarbor to Perth, and then up to Broome, and then come back across the top over Queensland, and back down that way. So I could could be even closer to three months. I was going to do it on my fortieth anniversary, and I'm now on our fiftieth anniversary. Yeah, we're going to because I I used to hire. I have hired uh, Winnebagos before, so that's what I was going to do on my fortieth. But it didn't
1: turn out that way. So did you hire the Winnebagos before you owned the caravan?
0: Yeah. That's when I was
1: working still. So. Yeah. So it can go away. How would you compare the two?
0: Well, Winnebago is good, but you've got to have a car. You can't just have a Winnebago. Yeah, you, know, you can, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to drive it everywhere you want to go. You've got a caravan. You pull a little caravan park. You set your caravan up. You've got your car. You can do your, you go around sightseeing, whatever you want to do. Go, I do a bit of fishing. Off you go. Your caravan stays there. But with a Winnebago, you've got to take that with you. You've got to drive a right. Winnebago wherever yeah. you're going.
1: You said that you were staying at Caravan Parks, so you're not doing outback
0: camping. She doesn't like rough it too much anymore, like right. outback, so we, we do it quite well. We you go somewhere where there's toilets? Yeah, toilets and showers. Sure. Kind of stuff.
1: Typically over the years, what sort of places would you have been to?
0: Basically when I go across to Perth and up to Broome, mm-hmm. I have actually been right around Australia. Are
1: there any little stories you can uh, tell me about uh, things that have it, happened it, along the way? It's
0: just that the people you meet is the highlight of it you meet a lot of people in other caravans and Minibay- I met them from Germany Italy, all right. over the world you just talk to one another, in these parks you get to know one another, as we travel down centre of, of Australia everywhere you stop each night you'd meet up with the same ones and you know we used to have a ball, we used to really you know, to, to, to get to know them and not only people from this country but other countries as well that you meet and, and, and you just yeah, you know, sometimes there, out back, we we pull up in a place in the caravan park. Sometimes they'd have these Aboriginal shows. You know, mm-hmm. and people would put on an Aboriginal show for us. They'd do enactments and all that sort of stuff. They'd make billy tea for you. They'd make all this Aboriginal food from the plants and so forth. And yeah, you, know, you just have to donate a gold coin. Have you had any? Um, no, not accidents, but issues happen with the caravan. Never. You know, I've never had a flat tyre on the van or on the car. Really.
1: While I'm in holidaying.
0: But now with the caravan, I've been out back everywhere. I've never, I've never had a flat tyre. I've never, um.
1: So what are the train. roads like out back? Are, they, are we talking bitumen roads here or what are we talking?
0: It, most of them are bitumen, mm-hmm. but are yeah, a few, few dirt roads, red, red dust, you know. The, yeah, fortunately, you enough, I never that? had, I had plenty of dust and mud, red dirt on the outside of my van. I never had too much inside. It's it, 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 it done pretty well. I've gone on the, on the computer, and, and there's so many people on there that's caravanning at the moment, and they've got all these different experiences of what, how they've done and what they've done for this situation or that situation. So anything you ever want to know, go on the computer because it'll be there. Someone will have done it or had that happen to them before or something. I've gone to these um, thermo cookers, and they're really good because, see, we can cook our dinner or, or start the process Just off. Just
1: explain what it is. What's a thermo cooker?
0: Well, it's... You don't plug it into anything. It's just its own heat, right? And you, what you do, you, you, you sort of start the cooking process of whatever you want to have, and you can cook anything, desserts yes. and main meals, or whatever. Then you put it in this cooker. So it, might, for, say, it might take about an hour to prepare it in the morning. So you start it is. on the stove yep. at home, yep. or, 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 or in, in the, the van, van for that yep. matter, put it in this gadget. And it cooks all day while you're travelling. And when right. you get to your next destination, your dinner's cooked. You've got stew or whatever so you've got. So while I'm, yeah. I've cooked corned beef, corn silverside, I've cooked, cooked everything. And you get it all set up, your dinner's cooked. Or if you want to go out for the day, yes. you, you can set your cooking process going and you're not using any power. It's sort of any.
1: like a big vacuum flask or a big yeah. something that it's maintains si- the heat. It's
0: sort of sealed, there. It's yeah. It's a thermal cooker. You can buy them anyway. Do you generally find where you're stopping this campfires? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got my own campfire that I take with me. Right. It's the inside of a washing machine. Yes. And I've made up a proper stand and everything for it. So, and I carry wood. What
1: would you say is the best thing about caravanning?
0: Well, the best thing about caravanning, you, you, if you're going to travel somewhere, you don't have to worry about where you're going to stay that night. Two months we just drove. Didn't book a head, didn't book a caravan site, nothing. Just so drove. You planned the route, you planned where yep. you were going. Yep. And yep. then went. Yep. Yes you are just going to go all the way to Queensland, Townsville. We've caught up with a lot of friends. We know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So then we then we head inland, and we had our trip. We were going to go Long Beach, all the way up everywhere in Queensland. Outside. So
1: what's a typical day? You you get up in the morning, have your breakfast, and you're away. And then yeah. what happens?
0: Well, particularly when you're travelling the outback, we don't travel too early or too late because of kangaroos. We get up at our leisure. Yes. Get ready and leave. And then by about half past four, five o'clock, we're looking for
1: somewhere to stay. You're looking for somewhere to stay if you see somewhere nice, a caravan park necessarily? Yep. Yeah. But you can, there's a lot of places where you can, all the caravans will
0: pull up and they'll just park down, and they can stop overnight okay. with no facilities. So sometimes you go without, you just got to rough it that night. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to the imagination. Yes. So the toilet's in the bush. So do you carry, I've got to ask you, do you carry a porta potty I've got a special set-up for my wife that does overnight. But I've been told maybe about it with a lid or whatever. (laughs) But you can certainly
1: buy porta potties. The
0: convenience of it, just being able to go and
1: stop wherever you want. Yeah, that's the the best thing. What about the worst thing? uh, Not that it's bad, but what things are not so good, let's say?
0: You've got me here. I haven't had a bad experience yet. What what I like about the, my caravan is that it's a pop-top, so the yeah. top just goes up. But I can pull up alongside the road and get straight in it. So if we want to pull up alongside the road and have some cup of tea or something, we just, it's there for us. If it's raining, you just hop straight in it. Yes, You can sleep in it overnight, pop it up and just leave it on the car
1: overnight and do it like that. Just getting back to the people, we're talking about the good things and the less good things. I imagine that most people you find in caravans they're caravaners. They're that sort of people who like doing that and they like talking to other people and that. But do you find difficult people? Once,
0: I found one difficult person. I found that most times you go somewhere, people are very helpful, very helpful. Right. I went to a place out in, um, I think it was Yellow Waters or somewhere like that in Northern Territory. And when we got there, it was crowded. It was just too many people. people everywhere. So all I wanted really was to plug the PowerPoint in. Everyone was there saying, oh, look, they're all gone, but we'll work something out, you know, and just pull over here, a bit close here, and you can park here, and we can do it. But then there was one there, he'd come out and said, hey, get lost. He did not want to have a bar of he it. Just, he just really was very rude. But everyone else said, oh, you know, I didn't plug in because keep the peace, and okay. I drove away unusual for me but yes, I did. Yes, <laughs> yes. but the thing is people are a nice are very helpful, but that's the only top rude person and uncooperative person I've ever met look I've gone into I went into a caravan park and they were full up and it, but the owner said look I'll, I'll run a lead all the way which was illegal well, I suppose so I'll run a lead over here you can park over here tonight by that time some, these are gone tomorrow you can get a proper park
1: Fantastic. So, so they make you know, yeah yeah. So he's gone out of his way to help you. Yeah, yes. And yes.
0: most people are like that. I've never you know I've never met you know along the road people pull up for one another. They you no know, they're just very um, very nice and you know it's' you just you're just in conversations. I remember once we went into this caravan park and um, this bloke pulled up with his big flash caravan parked alongside mine. Not quite so flash. And he gets up, and anyway, decided for some reason to have a shower because he had showers and toilets in it. But he decided to have a shower in the in the in the amenities. And he come back. and He says to me, he says, "Oh, they're showers," he said, "they're shocking." He said, "You know, there's this in fact, and this." Because very rarely, they usually they're good showers, but this time out back in Queensland, there, there was this rough one. And he goes, "The best one is." He told me which one it was. You know, that's the best one to use. He said, "Oh, they're shocking, you don't you know." I said, "All oh, right, so." Him and his wife were standing there, and I said, "Oh, so we're all going to have a shower in your caravan tonight." <laughs> well, you should have seen the look on their face. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was bad income. Yeah, you know, that's that's a sense of humour. That's it. You know, they they loved it, and um, people people are pretty good. I like, I reckon they're you know good good type of people. It's like uh, you you were showing me a party about bird watching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You now I used to be in the birds years ago myself, and I had a lot to do with people who were in the birds. You'll find they're all really nice people. Yes. So it's just sometimes you get into a certain thing, like caravanning or bird watching or yeah. breeding birds or whatever, or, yeah. or, or some other hobby, and you'll find there's a lot of nice
1: people. You know, that's, why, why that's do you just, think that is?
0: Because of their interests, I think. You know, like for instance, you know, you get someone that's interested in birds; they've got to be interested in creation,
1: the nature, or the outdoors, or yeah. all, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah.
0: And so people do, you know, and it's like like even with caravanning, they they're all the same as you because they're they're doing what you're doing.
1: So you've got so a you common a lot interest of things in common, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what I'm, I really should be saying. Yeah, yeah. Something in common. Say so someone's considering buying a caravan. What advice would you give them? I think you've got to
0: analyse you and your wife, what your <laughs> needs are, what you really want. Mm-hmm. yeah you know, and that's what it is you know you got to think about the layout of the caravan the, you know, all that sort of thing comes into it, but then the towing of it, your stress levels you know because' your yeah because yeah. you you have a big caravan that's it's obviously a lot more comfortable mm-hmm. but it's stressful between trips. some people I find they find it too stressful, and they they find it hard because you get along the road, and you've got a whole long, lot of cars driving behind you trying to get past you. You know what I mean? It can put stress on you if you're that type of person. Some mm-hmm. people don't care. But, so it's what, it's what you need and what you can cope with. You know? See, like my caravan, I can put it on, I can travel like everyone else. I don't mm-hmm. slow down for nothing. I can do the speed limit wherever I go because it's, it's good and it's comfortable. It's what serves our needs. Yes. And I think that's it because you're going to be happier. Yes. You're going to be happier and you're going to have a better time. If you're a person that likes luxury, you'll go big. That might be what you want. But if you're happy with the stress level, yes. you've got to think about that as
1: well. I must say, I've been into caravan parks where some of the caravans are like a luxury hotel room.
0: They're monsters, absolute monsters. I know a bloke once, a singer in Australia, he is, but he used to, he used to travel on the road. He and his wife used to have a big caravan. Oh, between gigs. Yeah, right? so okay. he'd pull into a caravan park and his wife would get out and say, oh, where's the toilet key? I'm going to the toilet while he put the caravan in. Because you can have arguments. Yes, yes. And he said people will be looking out the window. You can see them looking out the window. He said, if you're able to read their minds, he's saying, how is that bloke going to put that big caravan in this little spot? So when you get to a caravan park, you've got to be able to get it in
1: where you're, where you're going to uh, set for the night. So if you've got a big van, it's going to bring bigger pressure. Okay, so your advice to people who are looking at buying a caravan is work out your needs. Yep. Make sure you and your wife are on the same page. Yep. Think about your stress levels. Yep, any or other Travelling and not on the road, with yeah. your And I suppose money. The money comes into it. And yep. the car you've got or the car you have to get. Yep, the car
0: is very important, very important. I've had a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people broken down. Brand new cars, big four wheel drives, been in the caravan park, said i been here for a week, waiting for my car to be coming out the thing because the gearboxes are gone. I went to a caravan, a couple of caravan yards after to sell caravans and had to talk to people. And they always all the people who own those caravan places said they have falcons for telling their caravan, and I thought, because I know nothing yes. when it comes to mechanical stuff.' But I listened to that because he said to me, I can pull any caravan in this in this park.' He said, and and, and they are they they're, they're better than holds or anything, and hold might even look at. I, I remember I was talking to the Toyota place about my Camry and what I was pulling, and he 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 was saying to me like some people buy these big even Toyotas. Four-wheel drives, he said, They off they go to Queensland with these big caravans and next the gearboxes. On because he yeah. said they don't understand how it is to tow. To so tow. You, yeah. So you want to do a little bit of a um, a course, I suppose, or on towing if you don't know much about it to get the idea of how things work and you know because you can't put a lot of unnecessary pressure on your vehicle if you don't know what you're doing. You see, my my setup. I don't even have to really look in the rear vision. I know everything's all right at the back. Yes. I get my caravan serviced. I make sure it's up up to speed before I go on a long trip I make sure my car is I've got the proper canopy on the back so nothing's blown off, everything's locked up, tied down, tight, everything's <laughs> nice, and so I can relax. And that's a big thing, because if you're one who worries, you won't enjoy the trip. And just to, to wind this up, tell me about tell me about your wife and how she views the whole thing. She actually surprised me one day, I was we we're, were in the Winnebago coming down the centre of Australia because she always was never into this thing. She's done it mainly for me a lot of the times, I think. But she said to me one day, we were just driving there, she said, oh, I could probably keep doing this. And no, I think she really enjoys getting away now because she doesn't like traffic. And so when when we get out of Melbourne and we're on the highways and things, it's not so stressful for her. Not that she relaxes totally because (laughs) she's a bit of a stress, she's a worrywart. And that's, that's the other thing, you see, you've got to keep the stress levels down for that reason. Mm-hmm. See so if your wife is a worrywart, you've got to try and keep things uh, easy. So you pull up, get, everything can be easy. You know, I can set this caravan caravan up in half an hour. I've got the annex, I can do everything, get yes. it all up and set it all up. And that's that's the big thing. If you're going to take forever to get set up, and it brings too much stress. Too much stress. Yep. You've got to keep yep. things simple.
1: Yep. And that's okay. why
0: I've got this van, this this ute. It's everything set up. I don't have to move something to get to something.
1: And just lastly, okay. So, what's your advice to people? What, uh, what would you say? Do it? Don't do it? Oh, no, think about it. it.
0: Definitely do it. Yeah, definitely do it. Like everybody says, you've got to go across the Nullarbor at least once. So, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but you've got to at least go for a, a caravan trip at least once. So, when we got the caravan, we were every well, I think it was four or five times in one year or away. We, we've done a lot of trips down the peninsula, down to um, Inverloch.
1: So, for people who are not nearby, that, they're not long trips. That's uh, no,
0: 100, 150 kilometres. We've done um, up the coast, the south coast, Baton's Bay, Naruma, Narumbala. Oh, okay. Up there, we've been up to um, the dam at mm-hmm. Um We've been over to
1: Ballarat, then they go out
0: that one, Ballarat, out from Ballarat, the Rangers there, or uh,
1: Hall's go. Yeah, that's the Grampians. The Grampians, yeah. Grampians, okay. That's, that's
0: where we were. We've done a trip there. That was the only time I had a breakdown. Whereabouts in Halls, Halls Gap? On my way, just out of Ballarat. I had never had my... I only had the ute about 12 months, or not even that. The exhaust fell off the motor. Just dropped yes. down on the road. Yes. It was going along 100 k's. You can imagine the noise. Yes. Was, and the uh, exhaust just skidded along the road, didn't buckle didn't up. Didn't wreck it? Didn't no. wreck. I pulled over, and here it was. And I had to get... Because I got total service. Yes. So they come and looked after me, took me back in, and...
1: For folks who don't know, that's an RACV uh,
0: service that he's talking about. Yep. Yeah, total. Like, that, you've got to have total. You've got to have... I have the yep. top set, they do everything for you. If I got it welded back on, it was, done, it was just a fault that they had, well, they tell you they have them when they come out of the factory, but after you weld them on, you don't have it, so I'll let it up to your own imagination. <laughs> so, uh, but that's the only breakdown I've ever had, and you can't see that coming. So there's another bit of advice, and that is make sure you've got some sort of roadside assist. I think so, especially if you're not mechanically minded. They take your car to wherever it's going to get fixed. They don't pay to fix it.
1: I think that that sort of rounds our advice. You've got the stress, you've got to make sure the finances work, make sure your car is right, uh, make sure you've got roadside assist uh, and your normal insurances, obviously, that you you generally have. Thank you very much. That's that's terrific. Thank you very much for your time. And for those of you who are considering caravans, I think this has been invaluable. Rod, thanks for your help. No worries. So now you can see what I meant when I said that Rod took control of his life and you find that in so many of these stories that the people who are successful and who seem to be happy in their retirement are those who plan or at least take control of what's going on. They don't just let the circumstances dictate and go along with the flow. They think, all right, this is what I'm going to do and more importantly, then they do it. So he made his own decisions, he made his decisions about his life, but then as he came up to retiring, as you heard, he made decision about when he was going to retire. And then he did it. He decided that caravanning was the go. That's what he was going to get involved in in his retirement. He took care about the planning. He thought about it and he thought, well, he needs a, a van that's going to suit his car. And as you heard, it didn't quite turn out that way because later on, and you, you hear he's a, a very neat and tidy kind of a person, he decided, no, he didn't want all the stuff stacked in his car and he bought himself a ute bought himself a Ford ute that had a canopy kind of arrangement on the back where he was able to put all the bits and pieces. That's good advice, I reckon. And you see lots of people on the road in four-wheel drives, but you also see lots of people in utes dragging caravans, and that's probably the reason. He likes order in his life, and uh, also he was looking for ease. He didn't want things to be complicated. He just wanted ease of use. That's a good tip, isn't it? So he talks about the stress of driving, having a whole line of cars stacked up behind you while you're going along at slower than speed limit. Well, that's not the case in his case because he selected a van and a car that will let him run along with the pace of the traffic. There's another tip. If you're thinking about, well, I really need the toilet and the shower and whatnot in my van, it turns out that it has to be quite a big van and maybe that's going to cause you extra stress. And that's not what retirement's all about, is it? What you want is ease of use, stress-free, happy. He talks about the pleasures of meeting people and the sort of people he has met. And that's terrific because as I've spoken about many, many times on this podcast, being retired and being happy is not just about things. It's about community. And he found his community apart from the community he has at home. And uh, I know Roddy has a substantial community at home. But he found people along the road that he could connect with as well. And it suits his independent spirit, his lifestyle the way he wants to live. He gave us a couple of tips, which I think are really good tips. He said, get a little bit of experience with short trips before you embark on something huge, just to make sure that you've got all the bits and pieces sorted out, you know where stuff is, you know that you really like this. And then he said, get roadside assist. Now in Victoria, we have the, we have the RACV, the Royal Automotive Club of Victoria, and they provide you help when you break down. Similar organisations apply in each state in Australia and probably overseas, get those. It's just another one of those things to ease the pressure, relieve the stress, and make it a happy and enjoyable enterprise that you're involved in. If you've got thoughts about caravanning, if you're into caravanning, if you're into a specific kind of caravan, leave me a comment. You can talk about your caravan, you can talk about Rod and what he's been doing, or the people you've met and the places you've been. If you want to contact me, as always, henry at retiredexcited.com. I'd also be really happy to hear from you if you have specific issues, specific interests that you'd like me to talk about, or people you'd like me to interview. Just get hold of me. You know how to do it. So that's all for today. Peace, health, happiness, and I will see you next week. I like okay. to give that a for sure. that was terrific.
0: That was interesting. What a good idea.